Thank you all for joining us here at I-80 Sports, where today we continue our 32-part 2021 NHL team previews. Today's team, the Washington Capitals. Thank you all for joining us here again at I-80 Sports. Thank you all for joining us here at IAD Sports. Make sure you check out our website down below, IADsports.com, for all of our NHL team previews coming up and all of our upcoming NHL content. And if you're here on YouTube, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe for all of our content coming up because we're slowly wrapping up our NHL team previews, which means we're going to be getting into our weekly dose of NHL content. You're going to want to make sure that you stick around for all the content that we've got coming up. And if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow down below at I80 underscore sports NHL. And if you're already currently following, thank you guys so much because we greatly value all of your support. Without you guys, we can't do this on a weekly basis. I'm Brian. He's Tom. Tom, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. And here we are to preview a team that may also be seeing a transition this year or a team that may be Entering a decline, I guess. And that team is the Washington Capitals. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Washington Capitals this year. But to look ahead, we've got to look back. So let's look back on what the Capitals did this past year. What was their record last year? Well, the record last year was 36-15-5. That's 36 wins to 15 losses to 5 overtime losses which was good for 77 points and second place in the East division last year, power play and penalty kill wise. They were killing it last year on power play. They were sitting at 24.8% on the power play. Really, really good numbers there. And if you know uh, all of our content so far, you know that the league average is at 19% last year. So 24.8% on the power play looking good. And on the penalty kill, looking really good as well. 84% on the penalty kill last year, which, once again, if you know our content, they were sitting, uh, league average was at 79%. So sitting at 84%, Washington Capitals, man, they were killing it last year in both categories. Leading scorers for the Capitals last year were Nicholas Backstrom with 53 points. John Carlson with 44 points and TJ Oshie with 43 points. Interesting to note there, 22 goals there for TJ Oshie this this past year. We really thought that this was going to be a backslide year for TJ Oshie. Not so much, not so much at all. Killing it as always. Key additions and subtractions for the Washington Capitals. Not a whole lot happened uh, for the Capitals in this offseason, but still interesting to note. Uh, additions, Matt Irwin, Dylan McElrath, Hunter Shepard, and Mike Vecchione. Also, Vitek Vanacek, also an addition. Subtraction, Vitek Vanacek. Okay, I can't joke with Vitek Vanacek that much. It was a weird deal, man. He was picked in the expansion draft by Seattle. Seattle then dropped him back to Washington once Seattle signed Philip Grubauer. So, just a fun little fun fact. If you want to go out and get yourself a VTech Vanacek jersey for uh, Seattle, I mean, he's going to be a Seattle legend soon. You know, never know, man. <laughs> but subtraction wise, you know, looking, re- you know, realistically at the, the subtractions here for the Washington Capitals, Brendan Dillon, Craig Anderson, Michael Roffel, and of course, Washington Capitals legend, the <laughs> King, 
Henrik Lungfist. And uh, interesting to note here, he uh, he never played for them. He never played a single game. But um, yeah, <laughs> still unfortunate to see with Henrik Lungfist. I really was looking forward to seeing what he could do as a member of the Washington Capitals, and unfortunately, just nothing ever came to be. Um, but moving right along to X Factors here, and of course, no, we are not talking about EA Sports NHL 22 X Factors. We're talking about our own brand of X Factors here. Who is pivotal? For the Washington Capitals' success this year, doesn't even necessarily need to be a player, as Tom has referenced before. But Tom, we've gotten to the point here where I've done enough talking, so it's time to hear from you. Who do you feel are some X factors this year for the Washington Capitals? All right. Well, let me just start by saying that my glasses for this video, my proverbial glasses, obviously I'm not wearing any glasses, are not Ranger blue colored because of what happened with Artemi Panarin and Tom Wilson last year. Now that I've now that that's been said, I don't know what this organization is doing. In my eyes, it seems like they care more about Alexander Ovechkin getting that goal record and breaking Gretzky's goal record than winning another Stanley Cup. Right now, they do have the pieces in place. They're not exactly young anymore, but you know, with a couple with a couple tweaks here and there, this team could have still been a Stanley Cup contender in my eyes. Their prospect pool isn't great. They have a really good gem in Connor McMichael, and he just doesn't seem to be in their plans right now. I don't get how they can't find a spot for him. We'll look into that later on when we go over the projected opening night lines, but it drives me crazy how they can't find a spot for this guy when he's been over a point-per-game player in juniors and the couple the couple World Junior tournaments he's been in, he was over a point-per-game player. Another big X factor for me besides all that is their goaltending and Ilya Samsonov. He was considered the future in D.C., so much that they let Braden Holpe, the goaltender who only won them a Stanley Cup in 2018, walk away. Um, unfortunately he really hasn't lived up to that hype. He was on and off last year and he really, really, really got smacked hard in that series with the Bruins. Um, if he can't find the game that they thought he would have, and he was projected to have expect a rough year down there in DC. Yeah. So I'm going to elaborate on that point real quick, because I'm going to do my X factors out of order here. I'm going to elaborate on Tom's point first with Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek and, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, it's time for Ilya Samsonov to step up or step aside because Vitek Vanacek is going to push him hard this year. We've been talking about Ilya Samsonov as the future for a while now, but it's time to realize the potential after a disappointing year last year. I mean, looking at Samsonov's numbers from last year, he uh, 19 games played, 13 wins, four losses, and he had a 2.69 goals against and a 902 save percentage. Look, that goals against certainly isn't bad. That save percentage is just, that is not where you want it to be, especially as a highly touted, you know, goaltending prospect, you know, the future of your franchise. You know, 2015, he was drafted first round uh, at 22nd overall, and he was seen as the next big thing at 24 years old now. I don't know, man. Vitek Vanacek is now pushing for that spot. I mean, Vanacek in 37 games played, 21 wins, 10 losses, you know, 2.69 goals against, 908 save percentage. Not that much better, but at the same time, he's going to push Ilya Samsonov. And if Samsonov doesn't live up to that hype, Vanacek's going to push him right out because it's put up or shut up time for Samsonov, in my opinion. I mean, other Capitals fans can correct me if I'm wrong, but I I honestly do think it's you know put up or shut up time 
for Samsonov. We want to see, you know, the real progress that he's made. And I think the talent's there. I absolutely think the talent's there for Samsonov, but got to be realized this year you can't just go based on what a player's rating is in nhl 21 or nhl 20 or nhl 19 you got to go based on what they're doing now and it's just like what have you done for me lately so we'll be interested to see what happens there i mean another obvious x factor in my mind is alexander ovechkin i mean after a down year last year he very well well could strike back with a vengeance in a full season this year he has one thing on his mind and that's breaking gretzky's goal record And obviously, he's still a number of years away from that. But every year at this point counts for him, Uh, especially at his age. He's not getting any younger. And, you know, he needs to play a number of years to continue that pace. And I think he's a person that honestly can. Um, Lastly, the last person I'm going to mention as an X Factor here is the biggest acquisition from last year, not only of, you know, for the Capitals, but also of the trade deadline last year. Anthony Mantham, uh, coming into his first full year as a Washington Capital, I'm going to be very interested interested to see how he plays in the top six with the likes of Nicholas Backstrom and TJ Oshie, who he's currently projected to slot in next to. And just over a course of a full season, just what that's going to mean for Anthony Mantha in general, I think we could see a potentially big year from Anthony Mantha this year. Moving right along to breakout candidates, players who we feel like could have a breakout year, maybe coming into their rookie season, haven't had a breakout yet in the NHL, or maybe someone who's a little bit more experienced, but just hasn't quite had a career year yet. Tom, let's start with you here. Who do you feel is a breakout candidate or breakout candidates for the Washington Capitals? Well, I don't really have much of an idea here. This is a veteran team. And if an injury at center does indeed occur, I'd like to see who I mentioned before, Connor, Mc, uh, Connor McDavid, Connor McMichael. I'd like to see what he can do. He was just under a point per game in Hershey last year. But, I mean, the AHL was kind of weird circumstances last year. They were on again. They were off again. It wasn't – last year was not a good season to judge people's stats on, especially in leagues that weren't the NHL. I really, really think he deserves a shot. Like I mentioned above, he was over a point per game in juniors. He was over a point per game at the World Junior Tournaments. And I think he belongs on this team's opening night roster. Obviously, he's not. But, I'm, I mean, I'm not wishing injury on anybody, but I'm hoping that if somebody does go down, he gets he gets the shot that he so deserves. Yeah, I, I think Connor McMichael is a probably the popular pick here as a breakout candidate. And it is tough to say who, who could be a breakout candidate here for the Washington Capitals. I mean, McMichael is probably the popular choice with his performance at the World Juniors and team uh, for Team Canada, and it's obvious why. But I'm going to throw out another name that I feel like could be interesting, and that was last year's first-round pick, Hendricks Lapierre. And in Lapierre's case, he has continued to play hard despite the concussion issues. And the reason why he wasn't a top-10 pick last year was because of those concussion issues. And his stock dropped all the way to the mid-20s, and he dropped to Washington, and Washington decided to take a gamble on him. Uh, In 2020-2021, in junior play, he had 31 points in 21 games. That's eight goals to 23 assists. So he really hasn't missed a step. He's still averaging over a point per game in juniors. In preseason thus far, he has uh, received high praises from the likes of Nick Backstrom and Alex Ovechkin, uh, which those are pretty good endorsements in my mind. 
Now, that being said, I still think he has an outside chance of making this team. I don't know if he's quite yet ready for prime time just yet, but he's still going to be an interesting name to watch. If his time to shine isn't this year, it could certainly be next year. Something that I could even mention in our variables coming up. Now, moving right along to our potential opening night lineup and we're currently sitting here in October. I mean, preseason games are underway. It's so exciting to watch. But that being said, this lineup still has room to change a little bit between now and opening night. So take this opening night lineup with a grain of salt as usual, guys. But for right now, let's take a look at what this lineup could look like come opening night. So starting off with forward line one, we're moving from left wing to center to right wing as always. On the first line, we've got Alex Ovechkin with Evgeny Kuznetsov and Tom, don't get triggered here, but Tom <laughs> Wilson. Uh, what a lovely name. What a lovely person. Moving on to forward line two, we've got Anthony Mantha with Nicholas Backstrom and TJ Oshie. Moving on to forward line three, Connor Sheary with Lars Eller and Daniel Sprung. And then on the fourth line, Carl Haglin with Nick Dowd and Garnett Hathaway. Moving on to the first line of defense, we've got Dmitry Orlov with all-star defenseman John Carlson. It was really tough to not mention Carlson as a X-factor here, but he's just kind of an obvious guy that is going to factor no matter what, and he's always going to be in that Norris conversation. So he's a person to look for potentially in Norris conversation this year as well. This year is certainly no different. Moving on to the second line of defense, Michael Kempney with Justin Schultz. And onto the third line of defense, Trevor Van Riemsdyk with Nick Jensen. Lastly, the goaltending. I made it a 1A, 1B situation because it's all going to depend on Ilya Samsonov's play. But for right now, goalie 1A, Ilya Samsonov with goalie 1B, Vitek Vanacek. So it's not a bad lineup on paper, though. Like That's the crazy thing. This is not a bad lineup on paper at all. But as always, we got to talk about some variables because there are some ways that this lineup can still change between now and opening night. There are ways that this lineup can change between opening night to the Olympic break and then from the Olympic break all the way to the end of the season post-trade deadline. So, Tom, we'll start with you here. What do you think are some variables to this Capitals lineup? Well, this team's mentality is you're pretty much asking the old reliables to go out and keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And they've pretty much been doing that now for the last 15 or so years. Out of those 15 years, it worked one time. It worked one time. And their bottom six right now, it bothers me a little bit because a lot of these guys are older players, you know. One of the things that was said the other day, and I I, I hate to keep harking back to this Glenn Healy interview I listened to, but it, it was just so good in some, with some of the points he made, is that you really, really do when you have a team with a superstar like Ovechkin and a player like TJ Oshie and another star in Backstrom, you know, guys who are very heavy cap hits, you got to try and find younger, cheaper players to round out your bottom six. I mean, I, I guess the cheap factor doesn't really matter, but you want the young factor because these guys, older guys in your bottom six are, you know, it's a recipe for disaster in the playoffs, especially when you have other teams out there who have done it in teams like Pittsburgh and Boston and Tampa who put the younger players in their bottom six to develop, wind up winning championships. Washington has won one in the last 15 years. If I were a Cavs fan, I would really hope that this bottom six can hold up and keep this team in the playoffs for the next year or so. But that's, in my mind, that's what's got to, that's what's really got to work for them this year in order to get them back into the playoffs, that bottom six. We all know they're going to rely on Ovechkin. They've been relying on him for the last 15 years. He can still play. We all know 
all those guys in that top six are going to be relied on heavily. But if the bottom six can't get it done, it could get real ugly down there. Yeah. And I think you kind of hit it on the head. It's the variable is if the Capitals, you know, are not fighting for a playoff spot come the trade deadline, what's the next move? I mean, could they potentially sell off some assets to start fresh? I mean, if so, who gets casted off? I mean, I think we could see a situation here where maybe you could see a couple interesting names being kind of dangled around to, you know, potential other playoff teams. Evgeny Kuznetsov has been dangled on more than a number of occasions. He was also left unprotected uh, for the Seattle expansion. Seattle, of course, did not take him in the expansion draft. But it is interesting to kind of note that he was left unprotected, which also means that maybe the Washington Capitals are maybe looking to kind of move on from him at some point. He is certainly a player that has been surrounded by controversy in the past and maybe could look for a fresh start somewhere else. That being said, the Capitals can easily plug that spot right now if they really wanted to for Kuznetsov. They could easily plug in Hendricks LaPierre and just see what he can finally do at the NHL level, maybe have him forego that junior level, forego AHL, go straight to the NHL. And I think he's a player that could honestly make that jump right now to be able to do that. We've seen it in preseason. He can do it. I think the concern is just coddling him at the moment and just making sure that he stays safe, protect him as much as you can. But at the same time, you're Washington Capitals. You have Tom Wilson. You have protection. So... I don't know if you're necessarily that concerned, you know, for Hendricks Lapierre when he finally does come up. He, there's certainly people there that can, you know, come to bat for him. Alex Ovechkin can come to bat for him. Tom Wilson can obviously come to bat for him. Dmitry Orlov is also no stranger to getting into a few scraps now and then as well. So there is protection there for him. And then obviously also it's just like if you are going to make some room, Make room for Connor McMichael. I mean, it makes no sense right now how Connor McMichael doesn't even factor into our potential opening night lineup right now because he's a player that honestly absolutely should. The first like injury that's gonna happen this year, Connor McMichael is that first person in on the forward in that in that forward core in general. So I don't know, it's maddening to me that we can't talk about him in the uh potential opening night lineup. But we're just going to have to see what happens. And then another person uh, to think about also on defense, Alex Alexiev. I mean, when is he finally going to come up? When is he finally going to get that crack and taste in uh, on defense? One person I kind of note, and I don't mean to totally rain on this person's parade, but from watching just a couple preseason games this year for the Washington Capitals, Nick Jensen, man, he hasn't fully looked the part of a top six defenseman and he's a he's a mainstay on this defense but at some point he's gonna get pushed you know he's a player that's gonna get pushed in this line of defense here i mean looking down at the defense also trevor van reemstyke is another person i think could honestly get pushed out in favor of a guy like alex alexiev down the line as well i mean washington does have some interesting prospects there so they could retool they don't need a rebuild they can retool. So if they're sitting there right now at the trade deadline, they're not fighting for a playoff spot, maybe just cast off a few players just so that way you can get you know guys like Conor McMichael, Alex Alexiev, and Hendricks Lapierre that playing time. And so that way their NHL mainstays next year, and that could be something interesting to watch. Now we've 
come to the end of our episode. But as always, guys, it's time for our question of the day, which our question of the day is the same as always, which is where do the Washington Capitals end in the Metropolitan Division this year? Tom, let's start with you. We're going to ruffle some feathers here. So uh, just spoiler warning and trigger warning for you Washington Capitals fans here. Tom, let's start with you. Where do you think the Washington Capitals end in the Metropolitan Division this year? Well, this is very, very reminiscent of the Chicago Blackhawks back in 2017, 2018. Um, You know, they were still looked at as contenders coming in. They still had a great team on paper. And most thought that they were going to be a playoff team and everything would be well in Chicago and they'd still be there in April and they'd still be contending. But that proverbial car, this proverbial Chicago Blackhawks car, finally ran out of gas. And I think that's probably what's going to happen here with this Washington Capitals team. I'm going with sixth place here. I think if they had a little bit more of a progressive management and Ted Leontis was a little more hands-off, you know, and they, you know, inserted these younger guys into the bottom six. They, you know, were looking at giving guys like LaPierre and McMichael some time, you know, on the bottom six. Maybe they'd still be a playoff team. Maybe they'd still be a contender. But with this group, this this anticipated opening night group, I just don't see it. Going with sixth place here. Uh, the playoff streak finally ends in Washington. But Ovechkin will still score all those goals like they want him to. So you're nicer than I than I'm going to currently think. And uh, I like this team. Let me start off just by saying this: I like the Washington Capitals. I like the majority of the players on this team. But I think Washington is not too far away from maybe potentially thinking about rebuild mode. This is an aging lineup, and to be honest. I mean, and to be blunt, just like I was blunt in the Pittsburgh video, goaltending. Ilya Samsonov needs to prove something this year. He needs to make it his mission to prove to everybody that he is a starting goaltender in the NHL. I think he he will make it that his mission this year to do so. This year hinges on his success. But all that being said, I like a few teams better in the Metropolitan Division this year. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say seventh place right now, conservatively, in the Metropolitan Division. But they're still not a bad team. The Metropolitan Division is just kind of honestly deep this year. They desperately need to retool. Just as I I mentioned in our variables, they need to make room for Connor McMichael. They need to make room for Hendrix Lapierre. They need to make room for Alex Alexiev. And I know that there are plenty of people also that I'm forgetting in that uh, prospect pool that I know one or two people are honestly going to be able to pick apart for me. So I'll let them pick apart as well. But there are still some interesting names in that prospect pool to come up to retool. But if things don't go well over the course of the next few years, then they really need to think about rebuilding. So we're just going to have to see what happens. But what do you guys think? Do you agree? Do you disagree with our takes today? You got to make sure to let us know down below. Make sure you comment on this video. And if you're already commenting, make sure you drop a like and subscribe for all of our videos coming up. Because, hey, you might not necessarily be a fan of the Washington Capitals, but we're previewing all 32 teams in the NHL, we've already covered all teams in the Pacific Division, the Central Division, and the Atlantic Division. We are just getting into the Metropolitan Division now. So if you have any teams that you like in those previous divisions, make sure you check out our videos. 
on our YouTube page, on our playlist. They're all there for you. And where else can you check out our content? Glad you asked. You can check out our content down below at i80sports.com, where not only can you find our regularly scheduled NHL content and our team previews, but you can also find our NFL, MLS, NCAA football, and NBA content there as well. And if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us down below at i80 underscore sports NHL. And if you're already currently following, thank you guys so much because we greatly value your support. Without you guys, we can't do this on a weekly basis. But as always, it's time to move away from the Washington Capitals. It's time to move on to another team in the Metropolitan Division as we slowly start to round out our NHL team previews. I'm Brian. He's been Tom. This has been our Washington Capitals 2021-2022 team preview.